Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending Mass, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now, so I tried to go back. Only, and that's only to come back later on because of the ultimately because of the Eucharist. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never follow through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist? or not. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to Sewing Hope. I am Bill Snyder, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in and being with us this evening. It is a pleasure to have each and every one of you tuning in, no matter how you're listening to us. Thank you for joining us. 
and being here. I want to remind you that you can head over to our website, patchworkheart.org, to find out more about uh, what we are doing and how uh, we can uh, support you and your faith. So go over to patchworkheart.org and check it out. But uh, as always, like to welcome my co-host, Anne. Welcome uh, this evening, and how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> I always say the same thing, but it's summer, and guess what? I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. It would be nice if it stayed this way, especially here in Wisconsin, but it's not going to. It's getting much colder. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, tell us who we have as a guest tonight, Anne. Oh, we have an amazing guest, and she's a friend of both yours and mine. Her name is Colleen Christ, and she is a Catholic inspirational speaker from West Virginia. I would love to read her bio if I could, because uh, it really spells out exactly who she is, but we're going to learn a lot more than that on the show. Uh, so I'll read her bio. Colleen Chris has been married to her husband, Dan, for 27 years. She is the mother of eight beautiful children and the director of programs and development for campus ministry for West Virginia University. Colleen led a successful prayer ministry and two tent revivals at her former parish in Bedford, Virginia. She's currently serving as the council member for the National Service Committee for the Catholic Charismatic, Charismatic Renewal and as a Teens Encounter Christ leader. Colleen is a dynamic retreat and conference speaker speaking on the topics of healing after abortion, the Father's love and mercy, the power of the Holy Spirit, the role of the Blessed Mother, and spiritual motherhood. She's in the process of writing a book detailing her personal encounters with Christ and his mother. Thank you so much, Colleen, for joining us on Sewing Hope. Thank you, Anne and Bill, for having me. Yeah, it's going to be amazing because for the people who don't know your story, um, I'll say two things. Number one, we can talk about uh, your your beautiful faith story. But on top of that, after this show, right after the show is going to be a detailed uh, podcast that you had with uh, another friend of ours uh, of Patchwork Heart Radio, where you give a full detail of almost every everything that happened during your faith journey. So I just thank you so much for being our guest on this evening. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. Yeah. So I thought maybe, can you start out with um, your story? Now, maybe uh, for those who will be listening to the second podcast, they're going to hear the full details. Um, I don't know if you want to give us kind of the condensed version in case there's some other things that you want to talk about related to what's going on in your life right now. Um, so I think when we spoke last time, we were able to get uh, more than halfway through the story. So it's definitely important for anyone who's listening to listen to the full story, especially the first half, or um, basically none of this will make sense. <laughs> that's right. Um, there's so much. There's so, so many intricate details. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about the story is that it really exemplifies the way the Lord works in every detail. Like he does not leave anything out. He is not uh, too big to care about the little things in our lives. And um, he just kept showing me at a point in my life where I needed to know that he loved me and I needed to really, really see him. 
um, he showed up and he showed me in everything, in every way, how much he loved me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think part, the biggest part of the story is, is that um, I had a miscarriage during a conference and it was um, at that time that I had been kind of just going through a period of time of not feeling lovable and especially not by the father, that I was not worthy of being loved. Um, I had made some bad decisions when I was younger, things that I thought that I had confessed, but, and I thought were gone. And, and, you know, I think that that's something that a lot of people experience when you, when you have trauma, you go through something difficult in your life. I think we all make the mistake of thinking that if there's enough space and time between that action and now that, that it will somehow go away, that it fades over time. But that's really untrue. Um, unless it's dealt with, unless those wounds are properly healed, they continue to fester. They continue to trouble us. Um, and that's kind of what was going on in my life. I was doing some really good things for the church. And I thought I was being a good mother. You know, I was open to life and, and I had eight children. And I thought, that this was the pinnacle of what it meant to be a Catholic or Christian. Um, but the Lord had more work to do with me and he was trying to help heal those wounds, those old wounds um, that were still there and needed attention. Yeah. You have such a beautiful, beautiful journey. I loved when you came on uh, journeys in faith, which is my online TV show and you gave uh, an account of all that happened when you were younger because you were away from your faith when you were a teenager. Mm -hmm. And um, I wondered if you could share a little on that because it's so encouraging to parents to hear that you went from a kid who was really not even thinking about God, not even thinking about religion really that much at some point in your later teen years to really just uh, coming full circle. Yes, yes. Yeah, if I can encourage any parents out there, um, that would be what I, what I would want them to know. The message I would want them to hear is that no one, no case, no child is impossible. Um, there is nothing that our Father God is not capable of healing. And even though I was raised in a family that was very devout, we were surrounded by Catholicism, you know, and uh, wonderful examples of Catholicism. Um, you know, my own brother is a priest. My uncle is a priest. My cousin is a priest. I have another cousin who is a nun. Um, I have an aunt who is a nun. It, it just, our family was very Catholic, but, you know, and those were good examples and, and, and you know, I had a good foundation, but it doesn't mean that I'm not an individual. And it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna make decisions that are gonna be opposite of what my parents might choose or what my family would want for me. And that's that's pretty much what I did. I just kind of decided I wanted to see, you know, what the world is like, what else is out there. You know, kind of going through a phase of prove it to me, God, prove it to me that you're real because I don't believe it. Um, and I definitely did what I wanted to do. I mean, I just kind of, I spent a, a lot, most of my high school years were pretty much party after party after party, um, lots of lots of alcohol, lots of, 
you know, sneaking out of the house. And I'm sure my parents were worried to death. I can only imagine. I don't know how they slept at night. I think about it now, now that I have children and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, if my kids were going through that, how awful that would be. Um, but my parents, they prayed. My mother was a prayer warrior and I'm sure that <laughs> she was on her knees a lot with me. What a saint. What a saint. And you know what? In my opinion, you are too, because although you straight away, look at your life now. I mean, your life is amazing. And I know you are so close to God and you want to stay close to God. You know, you don't have any intention of straying away from your faith. Uh, yes. I know for all of us, it's a daily journey, but I do think that your, uh, your, your faith uh, path has just been an amazing thing for me to watch and listen, because you've been a guest on several different of our uh, shows here. And it's, it's an honor for us, Bill. I know I'm speaking for oh, you yeah. too. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> but an honor for both of us, really, that, that you're such a part of our ministries here. Yeah, Honestly, awesome. really yeah. means so much to both of us. Thank you. God is good. God is good. And, you know, I was actually just talking to a priest today about this because uh, he, he likes to define himself as a former prodigal. Um, and that's how I would, that's how I would define myself. I think when you are a prodigal son or daughter, when you've wandered away and then you experience the father's love, that conversion is so powerful that yeah. It's honestly like there's nothing could make you stray because you would never want to go back to what you have just been through. And the love that you feel now is just so it's just uh, it's overpowering. It's like, why would I ever not want that? I would never choose to go back. Um, and I thank God for his amazing grace. Right. Yeah. Where would mm -hmm. any of us be without his amazing grace? And there is nothing he can't forgive. And I think it was Pope Francis who said, we're the ones who get tired of asking for forgiveness. God does not get tired of forgiving. So he's always willing to forgive no matter what. Thank you for saying that because, you know, part of, uh, part of our ministry here on this podcast is that we're sowing hope into broken hearts. Amen. And your story, honestly, that's why you are one of our best friends, honestly, this podcast and also of uh, Patchwork Heart and even of my own foundation uh, that I represent because you represent that too. You represent uh, sowing hope into a broken heart. And look at your life now with uh, eight beautiful children, uh, your marriage, and now your work at West Virginia University as the program director for campus ministry. I hope I said that right. Cause I know that you have a, a title. You can correct me, but it's so beautiful. Tell us about that part of your life. That is really incredible. Yeah. So it was more of God's amazing grace. Honestly. Um, I haven't worked for, I don't know, since I got married. So what, 27 years. Um, and it suddenly became necessary for me to work. And so when my husband said, you know, we really need to think about you going back to work, I, I thought, wow, uh, okay, where do I even begin? Um, but also, too, I think I was kind of wrestling with, what do I do now, Lord? You know, like, 
the Lord has been so good to me and, you know, given me these, these eight precious children and they are the joy of my life. And so like, that was a big part of my identity for a long time was being a wife, being a mother, teaching my children at home. And, and um, there's so much beauty in that, in that, in that ministry. And then the Lord called me to lead a prayer ministry. And so I did that for six years. And then once we moved to West Virginia, I thought, well, is that it? Is, is the best part of my life over? Is there, is there more, is there anything more, you know? Yeah. Does God still want to use me? Cause I still want to serve. I just don't know in what capacity. So when the whole concept of me finding a job came up, um, you know, my thoughts immediately turned to just, Lord, I want to do something where I can serve you. Hmm. Like, let me use these gifts you've given me that you blessed me with. I want to, I want to bless others. Can, can you give me something like that? <laughs> you know, and I think naturally your inclination is to go out and get just a, a regular job like most people do. Right. But I really was praying for more and uh, the Lord stepped up big time. Um, just out of the blue came this position to be the director of programs and development for campus ministry. And it's not something I'd ever considered before, but it honestly, just like this peace settled over me. As soon as I read the description, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I could do this. And I was like, God, if this is your will, I want to do it. And I, I can't tell you, like, um, I've been at this job about a week now. It doesn't feel like a job. I can't even say the word job. Honestly, <laughs> this is truly a ministry. Um, I get to do what I'm able to do, which is care for people. Like these students, they need someone. They need a mother. And that's where I feel like, okay, I got this. You know, <laughs> I can be a mother. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because you've done it so well. And I just think it's amazing the power of the Holy Spirit, because, you know, you have so much more life to live and so much to give and share with your faith. Because you know what, we're in a world right now that needs uh, the kind of faith that you have, Colleen, quite frankly. Um, you know, think about the way that you've raised your family. There's so many uh, young people that need to see someone like you in a position. Uh, and I think God has rewarded you in, in great ways. And I'm, I'm proud of you, honestly. I think as a woman, I'm proud to see that you're in this position and uh, just uh, so blessed to see the great work that you're doing. Oh, thank you, Anne. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I mean it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm super excited. The students are beginning to arrive now. And um, just, you know, over the past few days, they, they kind of trickle in. And I love that they feel comfortable coming into my office. And I invite them to sit down and just share. I mean, just, just talk. Let's talk. You know, where are you at in your life? You know, what is what is your faith journey look like? Where do you want to be? Um, and I just enjoy it so much, you know, there's. That says a lot when you enjoy it because, you know, God's working and I think he's got great things in store. So, um, so tell us about it so far. I mean, you just started, but there's, um, there's a lot of potential here because here we are after this pandemic. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit also about some of the things that you have planned so far. 
Yeah, well, I'm excited because uh, my pastor, who is my boss, um, Father Brian Crenwelch, is uh, wonderful. He's a, he's a young priest and uh, very enthusiastic, very excited, um, and very encouraging. So he has definitely encouraged me to kind of take the bull by the horns and like, he's like, I trust you. I trust the Holy Spirit working in your life, and I trust that he's going to guide the decisions that we make going forward. And um, so he's encouraged me to um, start a prayer ministry with the young people. That excites me the most, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah, can't wait to just, you know, let's, I think teaching people how to pray is, uh, is such an important thing. Like it's, it's kind of like a lost, a lost skill, if you will. Um, yeah. You know, I, I it's, people don't know what to say. They get a little, like a little anxious, a little nervous. When you say, let's pray together, they, they go, that's well, right. what do I say? What do I do? You know? Yeah. And that's yeah. where just kind of understanding that, you know what, it's, it's not you doing the praying, it's the Lord. And just kind of surrendering to him and his power, the power of his Holy spirit and allowing the Holy spirit to do the work, let the Holy spirit speak when you experience that, you realize that, yeah, the Holy Spirit's real. Yeah, This is a real deal. This is real power. And then he just kind of takes over. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see Bill nodding yeah. his head, but oh, yeah. he's, <laughs> <laughs> you know no, what I'm it's saying? The truth. It's the truth. And, and, yeah. and Colleen, you as a mother of eight and you have um, some young adults too, as children, as I do, and, and we both know that when it's modeled by the parent, as much as kids say, you know, I don't want to listen to mom or dad. A lot of times you hear that with teenagers and young people or, you know, young adults. But when they see that faith modeled, it does mean a great deal for their own lives. When they see mom has such a deep faith, dad has a deep faith, you know, they've depended on their faith throughout this entire marriage. Yes. It makes yes. a difference. Yes. It does. And it does not mean like we talked about earlier that they aren't going to stray. They, they may, and they probably will. But when you are modeling your faith and and you've taught them the faith, you have, you've built a foundation and that foundation is solid. It's not going anywhere. And so even if they stray and go far away, they will come back to that touchstone, that center, that thing that gives them peace that they know is there for them when they need it. They will know where to go because you help them to understand. Um, so that's what like, you know, my I can tell you even just like full circle from my own side of the family, my siblings, how many of us strayed from the faith and then came back. But it, some of us, it was much later in life. And it was because of my parents. If you talk to my siblings today, they will tell you like the example of my mother sitting on the corner of the couch with her Bible and her rosary every single night faithfully wow. was such a witness. And so even though they may have gone away from the church for decades, they came back after mom passed away because that was what they needed. That was the comfort and the consolation was, you know, I miss my mom. I miss who she was. I miss the faith that she exemplified. And so I want to come back to that, yeah. you know? 
And that's beautiful. That's such a beautiful thing. I think I think we underestimate the power of um, praying parents. I think we estimate, you know, underestimate the power of prayer in general, as you were, you know, talking about this. And and people need to know how to pray too. Uh, you know, talking Amen. to young adults about what a what a great thing and what a great place to start, especially uh, because you know so many come from from high school programs, um, you know, and are sometimes di- disinterested, uh, distant from from the faith, and they're you know also coming from a place of where now I don't have to go to church anymore. You know, my mom's not going to be. Uh, you know, forcing me to go to this confirmation program. I mean, I know I was a youth minister for for plenty of years. I I I know how this works, right? So 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 in college, you know, the campus ministers have a huge, huge, huge uh, job because you know there's so much of this is like, oh yeah, now I'm free. Now I get to go experience right. the world. But but the beautiful thing about your story is that you know it's it, it's right in you know almost lockstep with what they're experiencing at this time in their in their life and in their journey of faith mm. so you're able to say hey you know what i cannot i i get it i i, I was there you know i was there trying to break free in high school i was there you know and i i get it i get where you are and i think that that personal witness makes uh such a huge difference in people's lives and i think as as you go forward especially with the prayer ministry teaching young people how to pray pray with one another pray for one another um, I, it's just going to be transformative, um, at Mountaineer Catholic. I know that for sure. Oh, praise God. Well, <laughs> if God wills it, it will happen. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited to kind of open that door, you know, let the floodgates open because the Holy Spirit wants to be let loose. Yes. Just welcome him in and then let him loose, let him do his thing. And, um, and I'm excited to see where it leads for these students. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I'm I, I'm excited to see where where it takes you and and takes the students because I think that you know on on college campuses today, uh, there's there are so many hungry hungry souls for just more and they want more and they want to know the truth and they want to feel the truth in their heart and they want to yeah. experience uh, Christ. I think that's one of the big biggest things that I think we're seeing in society today, is the fact that. W- we are uh, seeing a lack of understanding at the mm-hmm. events of the world, and people are lashing out in different ways, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they're be, because they have a, they, 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 they don't, or they, or they can't see with the eyes of God what is, what is going on and, and how this is happening in um, our, our world today. So, so yeah. and, and why God is doing what he is doing. Right? Why God is doing what He is doing in this time, in this season, and I think young people, and I think all people, but young people in a particular way, are hungry for understanding that. And you know, yes. it's many times young people haven't even encountered, um, you know, difficulty. You know, you know, everything comes to them, so they got a smartphone, they can Google it. You know, there's the answer. They don't have to do any research. It's there. It's on their phone. It's, you know, so why is God doing this? It's not a Googleable question. You know what I mean? Like, you can't Google that question. Oh, I like that. You know, ungoogleable. Yeah. And it's yeah. not just why is God doing this, but where is God in this? You know, they want to know where he is. They want to know what's real. And they need to experience God on a real personal level. 
so that they know he is not just some person up in the sky or this, you know, figurative thing in the Bible. He is a, he's real and, and he loves them. And so ultimately, I hope that that's what we can help them to see and recognize that he's very real and very personal to them. Awesome. Well, you have something in your personality that I think really is uh, such a beautiful, beautiful asset to evangelization that I don't see all the time. And I think, Bill, you're going to agree with me, is that you are a very authentic, real, and just an all-around good person who not only knows the catechesis of all of our faith, but you really, uh, you've experienced some things that not all Catholics have gone through to be able to make it real and really uh, meet people where they are. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing to the work that you're doing. Um, You know, Bill knows this about me. I don't say things unless I really mean them. So if I don't say it, I don't mean it. But with you, I, I really and truly mean every word that I'm saying that you are completely and truly an authentic Catholic who cares about the marginalized, who cares about people who are away from their faith who has experienced it herself and who doesn't judge people who are her, who are away from their faith, because you know what that's like. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. And that really means a lot. It well, does. it's the truth. I, it's just the truth. I, I, you know, I mean, I just say it like I see it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I say that to all the listeners here that if you don't know who Colleen Christ is, you want to learn more about her. And you want to consider her as a Catholic inspirational speaker for your parish or community, because not only is she a director of uh, programs at West Virginia University, but she can come and do a parish mission for you. She can speak for your organization. So I wondered if you could share a little more on that, on what you can offer to those people who might be listening and thinking, wow, she's an amazing person. I'd love for her to come or even do some kind of virtual event. Doesn't have to be in person, right? We're, we're <laughs> going through this call COVID nineteen thing. Right. I mean, you, can't, you might not be able to hop on a plane and visit some church or diocese, but you could certainly do something online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, things are a little different now. They're a little weird, but um, you know, if things were to open up or if people were comfortable with having a speaker come in, then I would be more than willing to do that. Um, I have, it's just been one of those things that kind of has been a leading and a prompting of the Holy Spirit, sort of, you kind of feel like you're falling into things when you allow the Holy Spirit to take over your life. It's, It's just like, you don't have to apply effort to things. You just sort of fall into it and it kind of just falls into your lap. And so, you know, you know, you're, you're, I think often we understand that we're outside of God's will when we have to apply so much effort into something that you're struggling so hard to push something through. You got to kind of take a step back and say, is this really what God wants me to do? Or is this my agenda? Is this my will? Um, Because this speaking thing certainly was not my will. (laughs) It was not my plan. Um, But it's just been something that's just fallen into my lap uh, by the grace of God and People have heard me talk and invited me to come and speak. And I love doing it because I think anytime that you can get the truth out there, anytime that somebody can hear a message of hope is is important. It matters. Every soul matters. So 
you know, I, even if it's one person that's affected by something that I said that I know is not from me, but if, if it helps them, then praise God, praise God, you know, that's a win for the kingdom. So I don't have like mm-hmm. a website or anything like a professional. <laughs> just yeah, it's okay. It's okay. This self-promotion thing, but <laughs> if people would like to reach out to me, um, I have an email. It's Colleen is a mother of eight at gmail.com. And I'm with, I read my emails every day. So if anyone would like to speak to me, they can send me an email and I'll answer. I think God has great plans for you. Um, and, and not necessarily in a worldly sense, although I think God might elevate you there too, just because I think that the world needs to see uh, the wonderful person that you are, the wonderful mother. And now that God has put you in this position that you're, do, you're doing something really amazing there too. Um, but I definitely think there's a saint in the making, right? A saint in the making. Um, maybe you could just share, you know, I know that they're going to listen at seven o'clock Eastern time. There's going to be a full hour show. It's going to be your full Testament story about everything that you've been through from the time that you were a little kid all the way up through now. So I want to encourage everybody listening to please stay on this podcast because you're in for a big treat. You're in for a conversion of your own life because when you hear Colleen's story, it's really incredible. And I mean that with my entire heart that please listen. And even if you don't listen right on seven o'clock Eastern on this Thursday night, uh, make sure that you check it out on Patchwork Heart to go on to Patchwork Heart on YouTube and look it up on uh, Colleen Christ uh, conversion story. Bill, maybe you can tell us where they can yes, find that. Exactly. I can, I can do that. So yeah, if you go over to our podcast feed, uh, which is simply uh, patchworkheart.podbean.com. If you head over to that particular website, uh, you're going to get access to each and every one of our podcasts. There's a there's like 300 episodes of our uh, 300, almost 400 episodes now. But uh, you don't worry, you don't have to scroll through all of them. Uh, it's uh, Colleen's talk is uh, very simply uh, a mother's love. So it's talk a mother's love, and if you just search for that, uh, you will find uh, Colleen. Uh, full full testimony, and uh, she she did it with uh, a friend, uh, Louise Deal. Uh, so it's a very conversational style testimony, uh, beautiful testimony. Uh, and we'll give a quick shout out to our friends at Light of Life Radio Network, uh, who also air Young Catholics Respond. So thank you uh, to Bob Carubia and uh, all those great people out there in the West Virginia area. I've never been to West Virginia, but uh, they, they enjoy it. <laughs> they enjoy I want to come. I told you, Colleen, Please. I want to come visit. <laughs> I would love that. But, yeah, but they air, uh, you know, all our program. They air all these programs. So, <laughs> um, so I'll give a shout out to them, and and, and they do wonderful work. Uh, but but really, uh, Colleen's full testimony is amazing, uh, and. It, it's already been listened to, just so you guys have an idea, it's already been listened to over 200 times between all of our uh, podcasting networks and uh, and YouTubes and everything like that. It's been listened to over 200 times. Uh, so so this is uh, something that you're going to want to tune in or, or just stay tuned for. You can just listen to it, uh, or you can go find it on demand if you're unable to stay tuned after the show tonight uh, to, to listen to the to listen to it. But yeah, please, um, it, it, it's amazing, and, and uh, it's you can just feel, Colleen, you can just feel your heart being poured out, um, you know, on, on the radio, on the podcast. Uh, it, it's just so beautiful. Oh, 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It is. I know we're giving you all these beautiful compliments, but yeah. <laughs> Bill and I are people who are very um, truthful in that way. So um, we've had so many guests already. So you're you're really one of uh, our most amazing guests and we're, we're so blessed. Um, now with about 20 minutes left out from this podcast, um, I wondered if we could talk about, um, you know, some of those pivotal times in your faith journey. I know you said that you had that uh, particular moment that happened in, I think it was 2015. We might not be able to fit the whole story, but maybe yeah, no. for, <laughs> those who, for those who have gone through real tough times and maybe have doubted God, maybe you can give us some of those key points of what happened during that time in your life. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, well, I think... Um, I would definitely encourage the listeners to listen to the full story because every detail matters. Um, and I think uh, I had shared with you earlier that I spoke with the man, um, his name's John McEwen and his wife, Sue. Uh, they were the two that drove me home that day after everything that had happened. And speaking with John and just hearing his side of the story, how it affected him, um, really touched me because I realized that you know, the story was not just personal to me or just specific to my family or my circumstances. It was really a story that had like kind of like these tentacles that kind of went out from it, like um, like the roots of a tree. And each person was touched individually. And so John, he, he made some uh, points that were really beautiful. One of the things that he said was, um, he told me about the shovel. He said that um, his daughter, Sister Carrie, um, when we had gotten to the mother house and you know we were preparing to bury the baby, um, Sister Carrie said, get a shovel. And so he had to go to the the, garage and, and get the shovel and he said the shovel was rotten it was splintered and rotten and, and rusted and he said it was awful and he didn't know how he was going to use the shovel but he walked down to the garden out of obedience and uh, didn't know where to begin and there's a little nun down there named sister monica a young nun and sister monica said oh what are you here for and he said i'm here to dig a hole to bury a baby and she said oh well now I know why God asked me to come out here today and pull the weeds and prepare the garden she mm -hmm. said he he told him or he told her that morning that he wanted her to go prepare the garden and pull the weeds and she didn't know why so after she finished she sat on the bench and waited and prayed and said what do I do now Lord and then John came down with the shovel and so they felt like they were part of something special. And then the Lord told John, he didn't want him to use the shovel. He said to give it to my husband. He said, Your Dan is the master craftsman. Dan is the one who should bury his son. So, you know, there were little things like that, that were just key. Like the Lord was sort of setting people up, putting them in place to help me all through that journey. Um, even the nun, at part of the story, if you listen to the story, um, the nun who gave me her running shorts because I had no clothes to wear, 
she said that was not something that she normally does. She does not wear running shorts. But that morning, the Lord said, wear your running shorts. And she said, well, in her mind, she's thinking, what, are we going to go to a picnic? Are we going to play a game afterward? <laughs> like, what, why would I need to wear my running shorts today? But again, it was a detail. It was important because then she knew I was going to need them later. You know, she was there for me when I needed them. Um, another beautiful thing was uh, the, the young, the very young, she wasn't even a nun yet. She was a novice. She was a postulant. She'd only been there a few months. Um, one of the ones that was helping me, Sister Carrie told her to take off her veil. She had this little veil and she mm -hmm. said, veil to cover Colleen, you know, for discretion. And um, there's a beautiful like correlation between veils and something that is sacred. And so I, you know, when they veil the blessed sacrament, it's because it is sacred. And the veils that some women wear in church, they veil it because the woman is sacred. And, and I just thought, wow, what a beautiful analogy. They were veiling me and I'm not sacred. <laughs> At least I don't oh. think I am. You know, the you baby yes, but you know, I thought, oh wow, what a just 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 the stories are just blowing my mind. Mm. Uh, you know, our quarter till seven here, Eastern time, please do listeners, please do listen at seven o'clock because you're going to hear the story that uh, will touch your heart, will help you grow in your faith because Colleen's just touching on, on her story. Um, so I, I just think that uh, this show, maybe this evening is show is meant to talk more about what's going on with you right now and just any other thoughts that you have about uh, your faith and the inspiration of others. Um, I wondered if you could speak to, if you would, Colleen, you know, some people have gone through kind of a hard time with this whole pandemic and not being able to get to, to mass. And, you know, finally we are able to get to mass. Would you have any words of uh, encouragement for those who are kind of feeling like, wow, where is God during this time? My husband lost his job or, you know, uh, kids are away from their faith. I'm feeling kind of depressed. You know, I didn't know if you had any words of wisdom for them. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think a lot of people are suffering right now. Like a lot of people are experiencing depression and anxiety. It's one of the most common things that we hear now. Um, and for good reason, you know, obviously if your spouse is, is losing their job and you don't know what you're going to do for an income or you might lose your home or, you know, your children are turning to drugs. There's a lot of reasons to despair but we have to remember that we have a, a great big God who is bigger than this whole pandemic, who knows exactly what's going on right now. He's not left us. We're not left to our own devices at all. He's a powerful God, a mighty God, and he can conquer anything. And so we have to lean into him, not pull away from him. Our tendency as human beings is to pull away when things aren't going our way, right? we get sort of, we get rebellious. We get a little like, okay, God, you're not doing what I'm expecting you to do. I'm the boss. So, you know, we have to turn that around and say, no, Lord, you're the boss. You're still God. You're still on the throne. You're the king of kings. You created everything. 
So you are totally more than capable of healing and fixing and providing. And I trust that you're going to take care of me. And I may have to go through a time of suffering, right? But suffering is what we're called to. If we are called to follow Christ, which we are, we are called to carry the cross. You can't escape it. It is part of the package, but it's a beautiful part of the package. It's the part of the package that makes us stronger. It makes us more faithful. It makes us holy. You can't become holy without suffering. So I would say lean in to that cross, hug it, kiss it, know that Jesus is closer to you now than he is you know, yeah. if things are just going great and you're just, everything's wonderful and flowery, are you really leaning into the Lord or are you just kind of enjoying the ride, right? He wants you to lean in. He wants you to be close. He wants you to need him and want him and surrender to him. So that would be my high recommendation is just get down on your knees and just trust the Lord Tell him how you're feeling. It's okay. I mean, if you're feeling really down and really sad and really discouraged, it's okay to tell him that. It's okay to complain. There are days that you just kind of want to cry out to the Lord. You might scream a little bit. Just get it out there. He knows it. He wants to hear from you. He wants to take that pain from you. But he can't take it if you're not willing to release it to him. So I would just hand it over. Let him take it. Let him carry it. Just like he promises in scripture, my burden is light. I will carry the burden for you. I'm here for you, right? So let him carry it. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. Now, you've spoken a lot about your own upbringing. Your parents were so devout, loved the Lord. And, you know, they had to trust even when you went away from your faith. And I know that your mother, um, and I believe your father, both of them are now deceased, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any doubt in my mind. I was, I was kind of looking out the window up in the sky and I felt God just speak to me right now saying that they're watching right now. Your parents are watching this and they're listening. And, and how proud I felt like inside my heart that God was speaking to my own heart and saying that they want you to know how proud they are of your faith at oh. this exact moment. Thank you so much Thank you. for, Thank you for your <laughs> beautiful faith that, that you have. I feel it. I know that the God, that the Holy spirit is speaking to me right now. Oh. I don't know how that happened, but it, it is. Um, <laughs> if you would have any words, yeah, it's a truth. Sometimes he does that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, if I wondered if you had any words about, uh, about your parents that you might want to share, even for people that, you know, about how their faith uh, encouraged you even to this moment? Well, you know, um, I talk a lot about my mom. My dad was very, um, he was a deacon. So he was very upfront and present, a very prominent figure in the church, um, you know, but like anyone, not without flaws. Everyone has flaws. And I think sometimes when you put yourself out there and you are serving in that capacity, People can judge you a lot more harshly or think that you're somehow supposed to be superhuman. I'm sure that priests and nuns experience that all the time. Like you're just not allowed to be human. You're supposed to be perfect, right? 
but um, none of us are. And um, just recognizing how human we are and that we can still serve the Lord and be good people, but we still have that, that human side of us that's constantly battling with the spiritual side, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one of my, one of my favorite stories about my mom was that when she was after, well, right before she got sick. So my mom, uh, she had cancer, but she was one of the healthiest people. Like she ate healthy and walked every day and never had a sign of sickness. You know, she was just one of those people that just never seemed to get sick. So when she suddenly got sick, um, we were all surprised. None of us expected it to be cancer, but then found out later, yes, it was. Um, and then she ended up passing away 10 months later. Okay. But during that time, mom and I were talking and um, one of the things she shared with me was that uh, one of my siblings who had been away from the church for a long time and was uh, struggling with alcohol big time since he was very young, decades. And she prayed for him for all those years and there was just no change. She said, you know, I just want to offer myself up um, for him. And so that became her prayers. I, I offer my life for his salvation. Um, and what a beautiful witness that was that, you know, mom was willing to lay down her life for her son, for his, his transformation and healing. And uh, I think we forget that too. I mean, people don't seem to talk about that much but that's very biblical what did jesus say there is no greater love than a man laid down his life for his brother or sister like we're called to self-sacrificial love and so my mom really modeled that for me and sure enough after she passed away which was in november december um my brother stopped drinking cold turkey and has wow. been sober ever since and then we're going on 13 years so um he had his own miracle healing and i believe that you know mom's sacrifice and her being up there in heaven she is doing so much more than she could have ever done here on earth right she's up there with the lord working hand in hand with him and doing everything she can um so I don't, I can't feel sad. I mean, I, I miss her. I love her terribly. I loved her so much. We were very close, but um, I can't feel anything but joy because I know that she is there and she's with me. And like you said, you felt her presence. Oh yeah. I believe that. I, I feel yeah. her presence. I felt that well. God spoke to me just then to tell you that, that, uh, the the proud the, the pride that they have for you in your life and your prayers. I mean, very proud of your faith, very proud of your family, and you know, the lives that are being affected here, Colleen. It, it's not just your own family; it's being uh, affected by so many other people. Now you're meeting all these students, and I don't have any doubt in my own mind that God is going to work there. God is going to bring even more people to you to, to learn about Jesus Christ. Mm. It's not what it's all about. I mean, it's all about meeting the Lord and what he can do for us to bring that healing. So beautiful. Yeah. And I get to have more kids. That's the bonus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't have too many kids. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That's so awesome. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I just have a feeling you're going to have a wonderful experience there. 
Oh, thank you, Anne. Just beginning. It's just beginning. <laughs> well, folks, I want to make sure that we uh, let you know to remind you again to stay tuned uh, after the show here. We just got a few minutes left in this program, but uh, I will uh, immediately right after this play uh, a brief commercial break, and then we'll have um, Colleen's full testimony. Uh, and it's something you don't want to miss. So, uh, so stay tuned. Um, and it's, it's roughly about an hour. I think it's like 54 minutes or something like that. So um, as you, you know, continue to make your dinner or uh, get home from work or whatever you're doing, driving or whatever, just stay tuned if you're able to. And then if you miss it, uh, know that you can head back to the um, podcast feed. Again, it's patchwork or it's podbean.patchworkheart.com. Uh, and all you have to do is search uh, for Talk a Mother's Love, uh, which is Colleen's uh, full witness talk. So, um, Colleen, thank you so much for being uh, here, and uh, this has been so much fun uh, talking with you tonight, and uh, I, I know the Lord's going to bless you abundantly in this, in this ministry, and so um, I'm, I, I'm so excited to be able to talk with you and, and, and all the amazing things that he has uh, in store for you. So thank you so much for, for uh, sharing with our listeners, too. I think, I think we've all grown, we've all learned uh, so much in our, you know, about our own faith tonight. Uh, just through through your words of encouragement and everything. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Bill. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> oh, thank so you. It, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, I've really enjoyed it, Colleen. And and I do also look forward to uh, c- continuing our conversation, both on and off camera, you know, um, <laughs> and off uh, podcast. But uh, can't encourage you viewers enough and your listeners enough to please connect. Uh, with Colleen Christ and say your email again, because she's somebody that you want to have come to your, <laughs> your church or your diocese or do some online event. I mean, she is truly amazing. So, uh, and I mean that her faith is amazing. So uh, please uh, tell us again, your email. Um, it's Colleen is a mother of eight at gmail.com. It should be easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, and why don't you give us just a quick um, update um, on uh, who is coming on tomorrow night on Journeys in Faith? Oh, yes. We have uh, amazing guests. So please join us uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fiat Ministry Network for Facebook Live. Uh, we will have um, Kathleen and Sean Tobin. They're a married couple and they have uh, a a Catholic ministry called Catholic Beads and More. And the Catholic is spelled with a K. Uh, and if they, their website is ex- exactly what I just said, Catholic Beads and More. And that's exactly what it is. It's not only rosaries and uh, bracelets and religious items, but they are doing wonderful and incredible work to help others in their Catholic ministry. So I hope that you will all join us on Journeys in Faith and if you can't watch it at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday night, you can listen to it at Patchwork Heart or watch it again at Fiat Ministry Network. So thank you all so much for joining us on this evening. And most of all, Colleen, thank you so much. And Bill, you always. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, folks, uh, once again, uh, thanks for being with us tonight. And stay tuned for a talk uh, by Colleen, her full talk, A Mother's Love, right after this. Uh, short break. But thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our ministry. Uh, Keep beating to a Catholic heart, folks. And until next time, so hope into broken hearts.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.